Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to ghost host, host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal.com. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Today we welcome the Ghost Brothers, Dalen Spratt, Marcus Harvey, and Juan Mass, as they discuss Season 2 of Travel Channel's Fright Club, and you guys can watch anytime on Discovery+. Plus. Jack Osborne has stated about the Fright Club and the Ghost Brothers, This is the most fun you will ever have watching scary videos. It's like a paranormal party with your friends, if your friends are the funniest guys on the planet. 
Everyone visit Twitter, Instagram at Dalen Spratt, at the Marcus Harvey, at Juwan Mass, at Jack Osborne, at Travel Channel, at Discovery Plus, hashtag Fright Club, and hashtag Ghost Brothers. Let's welcome them into the show. All right. Well, it's slow on the unmuting here. I'm bringing you guys on here, and that usually means there's a lot of people. Thanks. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. How's it going? Hey. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. No worries, man. Glad to have us. And um, congratulations on season two of the Fright Club. It's really amazing seeing you guys as investigators. You have such fun personalities, and um, I think it's just really cool that you get to work with Jack Osborne on this project. Oh, yeah. Working with Jack has been amazing, man. It's like uh, a brother from another mother. (laughs) Definitely. So to start off, what kind of led all of you into investigating? Did Was it personal experiences as a child, or did each of you just have an interest? Uh, it's funny because Juwan and I actually went to college together. So we went to Clark Atlanta University mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, we met actually pledging the same fraternity. <laughs> so we got really close really soon. And around that time, um, Marcus was cutting hair around all the colleges in Atlanta. So he was just, like, making a name mm-hmm. for himself. And, uh, yeah, I woke up one day when me and Juwan were roommates one night, and one of the ghost hunting shows were on television. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I've never seen any representation of myself on any of these shows. Like, there's never any black people. It's always uh, older mm-hmm. white guys. And I was like, everybody dies, <laughs> yeah. so why are we not getting our voice out there? And that's kind of what birthed the journey. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think it's so important just to have all different types of people in the paranormal because people respond differently to different individuals. If it's a child ghost, they may feel more comfortable with a woman they're talking to or another child. And I think having different types of people in the paranormal from all walks of life is so important because some spirits are only going to want to respond to someone that they relate to the most. Exactly, exactly. And we've had those experiences. We've been to locations where, say, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a plantation in Louisiana where only white people have come to investigate. And we've always heard that the stories on this plantation, from their perspective, was of these, you know, slaves that were practicing voodoo and they do these this, that, Mm -hmm. and the third to people that come on the plantation. But when we came, we dug deeper into the history and found out it wasn't voodoo. It was hoodoo, which was a religion similar to Christianity that the slaves were practicing in Africa. And when we came onto the plantation, like the energy and vibe was just totally different. It was welcoming. You could feel the positive energy. I even had a ring on my finger that literally fell off, and we could not find it. Like we heard it hit the ground in this one small Mm -hmm. room. And it disappeared once it hit the ground. Like, literally, we dug up the floors. Like, the people, the park rangers came looking for this ring. And we come to find out that was what the hoodoo priestess would do for the slaves that were in danger. She would, you would give her a token from you, something that meant a lot to you, i.e. my ring. And she would hide it and bury it on the property for your protection. And that was one of our first investigations, and I feel like ever since then, that was six years ago, I feel like we're still being protected <laughs> from that same circumstance. That's amazing. Wow. I there's mean, 
Just, There's a just, line here that's a, a restricted line. Let me see if this is Juwan really quick. I'm playing like a little shuffle here with the phone lines. Uh, Juwan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got Hey, you. thank you, you for coming on. Up his area code. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, as you were hearing, uh, Dalen was just talking about, you know, how you guys got started. What was that experience like for you just with the ring? going missing what thoughts were going through your head at that point in time so i actually wasn't even i was investigating another part of the property uh when dalen was having Mm -hmm. that experience so i I actually didn't get to experience that with him in real time i was there for the search for the ring though so like when we finished the investigation i was a part of the search and it wasn't until uh like the investigation was done and we we had a moment to kind of like decompress and kind of reflect on everything that was going on to where it was like we realized that may have been a positive sign of him losing his ring because, like, they would – the ancestors would use uh, would use jewelry or, or trinkets from your life to kind of protect you. And so, like, we were like, ah, oh, maybe that was another sign of, like, this presence on this property being welcoming or just kind of covering us in a sense. For sure. And um, I know Dalen was saying that you guys got started watching paranormal shows and not seeing representation, but did you guys start out having a belief in the paranormal, or were you guys going into the field kind of as skeptics? I would have to say I had an experience growing up that made Mm -hmm. me kind of like be kind of questioning the paranormal, right? Like it wasn't something that I was walking in my everyday life trying to answer, trying to get like, paranormal questions answered uh i definitely but i grew up religious so like we were also it was very taboo for us to talk about like ghosts and demons and like we didn't really celebrate halloween so like i had i had both i had like this i had like this conflicting position um kind of like growing up and then like when dalen and i stumbled across the idea it was like it was like oh wow this opened up mm-hmm. a whole new perspective so, like, yeah, I had some skepticism, but I was definitely open-minded to see, like, what this could really be. And definitely searching for answers kind of, like, became entertaining. And how about you, Dalen? Did you feel the same way about the paranormal? Uh, So I grew up in the church, man. My mom was a pastor of the church. She's been the pastor since I was in, like, mm-hmm. the third grade. So I've always had, like, you know, an opinion about, like, spirituality and afterlife. So I've always believed in, like, angels and demons and God and Satan. So I felt like I couldn't believe in that and feel like the idea of, you know, haunting their spirits are far-fetched. I think I just never really gave it too much attention. To me, it was, like, always one of those things. I I put everything uh, in the same category, like, uh, back then. So, like, ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, aliens, Bigfoot, like all of that stuff. In my mind, I used to always say um, the only people that see that stuff are the people that believe in it, and the people that outwardly mm-hmm. claim that they outwardly claim that they don't believe in it. So I used to always like try to walk in the middle and be like, I don't know, like I don't know. I never have an opinion about it. Yeah. And it wasn't until we started doing. Yeah, it wasn't until we started doing this that we had some real life like experiences that can't be explained any other way. So I think it just validated my childhood thought process of just believing in angels and demons to, you know, opening that and expounding that to like, you know, the idea of ghosts and spirits. 
Absolutely. And I totally understand what you both are saying. I actually, uh, I went to Catholic school as a child and I was also raised, you know, with the beliefs in the church. And I feel like so much of that is connected when you look back. I developed my thoughts and theories on the afterlife being in religion class in eighth grade. And it's just Mm -hmm. amazing just how the stuff kind of, you hear the stories, but then when you're seeing this, how they connect and trying to figure out how those two do Mm -hmm. intersect. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was the process for you guys going from sitting in college, watching ghost shows, and then having an idea of wanting to go out there and do it yourself to actually getting the Ghost Brothers on air? Uh, I mean, to be honest, man, we're some hustlers. And that's just, I don't know any Mm -hmm. other way to put it, because, like, we started with literally nothing. Like, people who, like, drank up that song started from the bottom, now we're here. Like, we literally started with, we didn't have a camera. We didn't have a camera. We had no equipment. All we had was me and Juwan, <laughs> and, and we literally a dollar had a, a dream. A, 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 <laughs> shit, we might not even have a dollar because I don't think we got paid yet. I think we still waiting uh-huh. on that paycheck. But we uh we went on Craigslist. Shit, we rubbed our, our our heads together and was like, we know we need a camera. Shoot, we ain't got one, <laughs> so where can we find someone that got a camera? <laughs> and so back then, you know, Craigslist and Angie's list was popping. <laughs> so we right. went on Craigslist <laughs> and, <laughs> and found a dude with a camera <laughs> that was willing to drive to Savannah with us. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so then we needed a location, there. right? Like, we were like, oh, yeah. we're haunted place. We already in Georgia. She was like, oh, cool, let's just drive to Savannah. You know, Savannah's one of the haunted places in the country. So we found a cameraman who was willing to drive to Savannah with us. And right. <laughs> we rented we rented we rented a room at a haunted at, at a haunted hotel. Um yep. and that was like that was the beginning of our investigative journey. <laughs> like it was it was definitely like bootstraps, ground started from the bottom. We really didn't know what we were doing, to be honest. We didn't know at what all. we were gonna get at into. All. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's wild. It's like, <laughs> looking back on it, I just kind of laugh. Like, yeah. we're here. We were very um, ambitious. <laughs> extremely. Like, it was, I'm going to be honest, it was moments where, like, we were just driving through Savannah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that looks scary. Let's just, let's film that. Like, right. It was just, right. we didn't know that, we didn't know that that was a thing. Like, ah, maybe, this is, maybe we do this yeah. background, this B-roll, or, like, there's a senator, right. let's just walk through it and capture some footage, not really putting things together, understanding, like, what we were really doing. But um, obviously we were on the right path. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never heard anyone bring up Angie's List on a paranormal show. So uh, I think it's so much <laughs> yeah. for Angie's List and how all well, the pieces for it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's, some, that's some good yeah. information. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's no exact right way to start out in the paranormal. You know, when you have an interest and, you know, wanting to discover something, it's it's really just trial and error a lot of times. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you want to do things as safe as possible. Maybe not Craigslist, but <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, you know, there's no exact science to it. I always say that. I mean, there's the tech equipment, but... Nothing is just set in stone. A lot of it is just feeling out what's best, going, trying places, seeing if it's haunted. If it's not, some days you'll get activity, yeah. some days you won't. So, I mean, your method is 
it's not wrong. I mean, just going to places and seeing what's there is never a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it definitely it. requires some patience. It definitely requires some patience. Yeah. Because, I mean, we we put up what we found in a little footage online. We did that, and then we didn't hear anything for like five years. So yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like on ice. David was doing a whole other thing um, in L.A. I was in Atlanta working, and we got we got hit with an email. Uh, in regards to, hey, we see you guys are looking for black paranormal investigators. What have you found? And that sparked the whole new journey. But it was like five years for that to take place. So it's it's really it like when you said patience and you said trial and error, like you never really know how this is going to pan out, especially with the paranormal. Absolutely. Um, with investigating um, and you guys just going to different places. During the start of, you know, your investigating, what was the craziest experience you had or your favorite location that you found? Uh, I think during the start. So, for me, that would just be mm-hmm. probably the first season of Ghost Brothers. So, I would probably say uh, mm-hmm. the Allen House in Monticello, Arkansas, because that was our first time, like, dealing with a family that was actually currently living in a spirited house. And, uh, yeah, that just blew me away. I was, you know, we were new to investigating. And just to now to know that this white family is just okay living in this haunted house, <laughs> like, that just right. threw me off. Mm-hmm. But, it was just, but it was cool because it just made me know at that point, it was like, okay, there are some people that are actually okay with this. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was just an enlightening moment for me. It was, yeah, I would have to say I, mine was definitely that, definitely the Allen House. It introduced me to doppelgangers. Like, I'd never really understood right. or knew about the concept of doppelgangers before right. the Allen House episode. Um, there was a family just, they were actually experiencing doppelgangers. They were seeing each other. Um, like, the family was just seeing each other's doppelganger in the house. So that was really, that was really interesting to kind of, like, see that side of uh, the paranormal. I think a lot of the episodes or locations uh, that mm-hmm. resonate with me are ones that, like, I'm learning something. So, like, we spoke on the Magnolia mm-hmm. Plantation. That was, like, our intro to, like, voodoo and hoodoo and understanding that. It's just kind of, like, breaking the barrier of ignorance that we that we had going into some of these things and really, you know, kind of, like, dissecting this preconceived notion that we may have had about something. Uh, so, like, the Allen House, we intro to doppelgangers. Magnolia Plantation, we're learning voodoo and voodoo. And it's just those learning experiences mm-hmm. really uh, resonate with me, and those kind of, like, make for great locations, episodes. Uh, I also think it's amazing when people can live with ghosts, too. Uh, I actually lived in a haunted house, and uh, one mm-hmm. thing most people don't know is um, I was stalked by the ghost in a house. Well, a lot of people know that, but when I – it had gotten to kind of a peak of activity, um, the ghost had actually climbed my off bed ladder and was watching me sleep, my parents had me sleep in their bedroom from that night on until we moved out, and I actually slept on Ozzy Osbourne's couch. They won it at an auction. Oh wow, that's dope. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. no disrespect, <laughs> no, no, no disrespect, no disrespect to our boy Jack, but ain't no telling what's right. on that couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a napping couch, so I think it was fairly safe. But uh, yeah, it was, it was down couch, so you know it was comfortable. But it was a 
it's just like a weird coincidence um, because I talked to Katrina recently, but, you know, it's just crazy how the paranormal field is so big yet so small. There's always those little coincidences and just things like that. Right. Oh, so, cool. that's cool. Um, but you guys have done the Ghost Brothers, and now you're doing Fright Club. Can you tell us how that kind of came to be with your work with Jack? Yeah, so I I always uh, compare this paranormal journey to uh, being mm-hmm. like an independent, uh, independent like music artist. I feel like the journeys are very, very similar. So the same way, like, if you were to start a band with your friends and then you have to, like, hit the underground festival circuit to build up your name and your fan base. And it's the same thing with Paranormal Investigating. Like, we had to do the rounds of going to the conventions and going and do the, the meetups, the meet and greets. Like, you're literally trying to build your support group and your fan base while you're on this journey. And just like a musician, mm-hmm. sometimes you find yourself in the – you might find yourself in the studio – you know, across the hall from another musician, and y'all just take that chance and make a dope song. And it was kind of like that with us and Jack Osborne. The network brought all of the net, uh, Travel Channel talent to one city to do, like, a photo shoot. And, yeah, our chemistry was just off the charts. I think people could just see that. Like, it was literally like Jack was one of the Ghost Brothers, like a brother from another mother. And, like, we just hit it off. The jokes, the the chemistry, and yeah, someone somewhere thought it would be a good idea if they gave us all a TV show. And when I tell you that was probably <laughs> the best, the best decision that they could have made over there. Definitely. I mean, it's great to have great chemistry just in the paranormal, but especially when you're going over videos like this, because you can really bounce off each other with ideas or just try and debunk or figure out what's going on. Right. Right. So with the seasons of the Fright Club that have already aired, I know you can't talk too much about the season because most of it hasn't aired. What has been the most compelling video that you've seen so far for each of you? Oh, man, we saw so many videos. Man, that's tough. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> man, we went through hundreds of videos this season. Uh, I think for me, um, damn, bro. I think anytime it's we bring, real. we brought our homie in, our homie, what's our homie name, man? The uh, Yasmin. We have a couple. Yasmin. Yasmin. Yeah, yeah all right. That's where I was going. Yeah. All things with, like, UFOs. And she just kept bringing, she always brings us some type of footage that makes me be like, damn, there really are aliens. <laughs> like, yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was, it was dope because, like, she's always bringing us. Mm-hmm. A new, she's just introing, she's just really introducing us to something new every time she brought a video. It was like, she was like, you know, they're called UAPs, not UFOs anymore. And I'm like, I'm learning like yeah. this unidentified aerial phenomena. Like they're using UAPs instead of UFOs. They're identifying them differently. Um, she does like, she does like UFO calling. And I'm like, yo, if I could ever get a moment, like I would love to go experience like how you do that. But Mm-hmm. Like they can summon UFOs in the sky. Um, when it's tough to really see a piece of video footage of like yeah. something paranormal though, and wonder like mm-hmm. like I'm always kind of like, uh, why is the camera just set up perfectly to capture that moment? You know what I mean? Like, how right? Like, yeah. You're always wondering like, how is this produced? Is it produced, or did we really just see that cabinet door slam on its own? 
or do we really just catch this shadow figure walking across the door? Um, it'll be it's really intriguing to say the least. I think that's a hard thing too, just convincing the general public or just showing them the paranormal because with Photoshop and CGI these days, it's sometimes kind of hard to tell what's real and what's not. So you always have to watch videos and hear evidence skeptically because it's it's so hard to tell just with the things people can fake nowadays. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've had some um, also familiar faces and guest stars, too, on uh, Fright Club. Can you tell us um, you, who was your favorite guest appearance on the show and what stories have you heard that are the most interesting? Uh, Man, we had Tommy Davidson, which was super dope because, mm-hmm. man, we grew up watching him. So he's like an OG in the game. So mm-hmm. to be able to be working with him on our show is just like full circle. And the fact that he uh, killed somebody back in the day is kind of interesting, too. <laughs> but, but y'all got to just watch that episode to find out. <laughs> I got it's so many whole, it's so many questions to that story, bro. Like, I just, mm-hmm. right. I'm like, I just need more context. Like, he was sharing a story with us about, about something he was doing in his past. I thought it was paranormal, but I, I don't know if I missed it. It may it have been. Just, it was just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just some it was just some activity that I was like, yo, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have the moment. But um no, Tommy Davidson was a good one. That was a really good one. We talked to Howie Mandel. That was the first episode this season, I believe. Um that was awesome. So we really got to speak to some legends that you never thought uh I would ever, I never thought that I'd be talking to them, and then especially about paranormal. Uh, it's dope. So some of them have their own experiences. I also think it's interesting to have the like the the videos that are submitted. Like we have those people come and talk to them, and like we've talked to multiple people over and over. Like mm-hmm. Yasmin, and she's introing the the alien footage or UFO footage. Um, even another another person named Shy Unique. Oh man. Great yeah. personality, found some really compelling footage. We brought him back uh, for second season. Uh, so it's like you're building relationships with those that are just in the space, um, but not everybody knows, you know what I mean? But they're, like, on the ground doing some real cool paranormal stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I do think it's, you know, amazing when you get to see people on TV that you can just watch from shows and hear their paranormal experiences. I know I saw when I was younger a My Ghostry episode with, I'm blanking on his name, but he was in City Slickers, and he went to this one town on vacation, and it was just this entire ghost town. Like, like everyone he saw in the, the town was a ghost, and it's just, like, the most amazing stories you can hear from the people who travel so much for work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So I know we have to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions. Yes, yeah, the Ghost of the Show with Sophia Temporary on LiveParanormal.com. We're going to be coming back with a late edition of the show. With uh, uh, Well, actually, Marcus couldn't make it. He's uh, stuck in the, at an airport right now. But, yeah, we have Juwan and Dalen. And catch Season 2 of Fright Club. It's Thursdays, 10 Eastern on Travel Channel, but you can watch anytime on Discovery+. Plus. Everyone, for Twitter and Instagram, at Dalen Spratt, at the Marcus Harvey, at Juwan Moss, at Jack Osborne, at Travel Channel, at Discovery+, Plus, hashtag Fright Club, Hashtag Ghost Brothers. The Ghost Host Show is Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll be right back. Woo! 
Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most Sophia Temporelli, only on LifeParanormal.com. Joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. This is psychic medium Erica Boucherhaney, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Stay parafabulous. Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Yeah, the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporal and LiveParanormal.com, trying to unmute everybody as we speak. But for Dalen Marcus and Juwan's 100% natural pancake and waffle mix, the BrothersGourmet.com. That's the BrothersGourmet.com. And trying to, gosh, that, we got a lot of people here. <laughs> That's why this is, there we go. We have you back in, Juwan and Dalen. Hey, guys. Thank You're you again back. so much for coming on today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This is awesome. As stated in the beginning of the show, Jack Osborne has said about the Fright Club and all of you, this is the most fun you will ever have watching scary videos. It's like a paranormal party with your friends if your friends are the funniest guys on the planet. So with that in mind, how would both of you describe the Fright Club for anyone who's new to the show? I think the Fright Club is a – I'll go ahead, J-Man. No, I was going to say – I would say I would describe it as a group chat with, like, your best friends, mm-hmm. and you guys send each other videos, pictures, memes all day, trying, but trying to one-up each other with the next funniest comment, next funniest content. I think that's, like, what Fright Club is in visual form. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, yeah, it's like an, introductor, an introduction to the paranormal. Like, everybody doesn't want to be all scared and frightened, you know what I mean, right out the gate. So sometimes you want to, you know, you need baby steps, baby steps. And Fright Club are those hilariously, you know, toddler steps (laughs) into the paranormal. If I could piggyback it, I would say um, it's it's really cool that we still do the – we still have, like, our investigative show, 
So it's almost like mm-hmm. in Fright Club, we're we're watching game footage. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like a, a, a professional player still playing, but also going back watching footage of the play of the game, then playing others playing, and then still go back to your game and add, you know, tricks or tips or just add things that you may have picked up along the way. Like it's it's just like a cool position to be able to have both. Absolutely. Um, and I agree with what you mean. You know, lots of people who have an interest don't want to get scared right off the jump. So it's great to have, you know, the different formats of the paranormal for all people of all interests get familiarized with, you know, the other side and what could be happening. As you were talking about, you know, investigating too, how do you, each of you imp- approach an investigation? Do you guys do, I know you mentioned earlier that you feel like you're sort of covered by the voodoo priestess from your prior investigations, but is there anything you guys do to protect yourself before an investigation? Yeah, we always pray. Every prayer, prayer yeah, we always pray. Every investigation, we always pray. Like, right. I think that's something that, I mean, I feel like we pray out, 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 it doesn't have to be an investigation. Like, we're literally, we could just be chilling, but, yo, let's just touch mm-hmm. the tree for this moment. But, like, uh, for investigations particularly, like, we just want to make sure that we're covered. Uh, and so prayer is one way that we do that. I think that I've started to, uh, I, I will, I think I take moments of silence or I'll try to meditate. I'll try to clear my mind just to find a sense of, like, peace. Because I think going in mm-hmm. to an investigation, one of the biggest, one of the best equipment you can use is your body, and you have to find a way to like bring your body to balance. Like you got to be at like you got to be open. You got to have your body in tune when you're walking into these locations. And so I try to find ways to just uh, have peace, you know, to, as I go to investigate. It's kind of like I want to be as open as I can be. I completely agree. I think one of the best tools on an investigation can be really just yourself and how you're feeling at the time. I mean, equipment's amazing, but we have so many natural built-in states. Like, you know, just in real life, you can tell when someone's standing behind you and that transfers over to investigations too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that energy definitely transfers. With all of your investigations, has there been one location in particular that you feel like needs revisited or you just want to go back to in general? Uh, Yeah, Jamaica. I would love to go back to Jamaica to Rose Hall. I mean, it's Jamaica. And if you've ever been there before, the <laughs> yeah. beaches are beautiful. Breathtaking. Definitely. It is. Uh, oh, man, that's a good question. I would have to – Jamaica was a good one. I um I don't I would have to, I guess I would have to say Jamaica but I honestly I really enjoyed just the overall season of haunted houses like I just like going to different cities and experiencing what people were dealing with mm-hmm. in their own homes from a paranormal standpoint so like um wherever that like that's why I really enjoyed Allen House so, like, if I could go back to Montessor, Arkansas, I'd love to go see, like, oh, man, is, what's the, is the house still standing? Is the family still living there? Is somebody else living there? Um, what's the story behind it? Like, how have things changed? Um, or how have they stayed the same? Uh, I, I would love to experience that with some of the other locations, like some of the other homes and families that we, you know, we're in contact with. There's so much that changes with 
activity too just over time it can lessen or increase and I think it's great just to follow up with the families and see what's going on but there's so many people you know that deal with haunted homes especially being locked down in a pandemic there's so many more people that spend time at homes and may notice activity that they previously didn't what advice would each of you have for someone currently going through home haunting issues get out leave (laughs) all the police pray don't burn saves burn the house down get insurance money no i'm just playing uh it, it just depends on how comfortable you are level in your up. situation. <laughs> level right. <laughs> right. New year, new you, baby. Nah, it just depends yeah, on sure, uh, sure. how comfortable you are, <laughs> how comfortable you are in your situation. If it's not bothering you and you can cohabitate, then chill. Just be respectful of the of the, of the the uh, see-through people <laughs> that may or may not be in your space. <laughs> and if it's something that's terrorizing you, then you got to reevaluate, man. You got to figure out what the problem is. Like, even in real life, if you got a messed up roommate and your roommate got an issue, you got to talk it out. I tell people all the time, spirit to people too. Sometimes a simple conversation can go a long way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or there's always think, burning the house down. I agree with that yeah, one. Yes, <laughs> always burning the house down. It's always, always. <laughs> That's the quickest way to get rid of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was definitely no getting rid of my ghost. So I think burning the house down and moving were probably the only two options. Yeah. That's an interesting answer. I haven't heard that one, but I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Daylon definitely touched on a really interesting point, and that was like uh, like communicating. Um, and you want to be, you want to set your intention. Like you want to, sometimes you're going to have to talk to the spirit. Uh, and like, we learned early that, you know, if you don't want to, you, you should tell the spirits to stay. You don't want them to follow you. Like, so basically you have to be intentional and be very, like, direct with how you want to be treated and how, like, you are about your personal space. And so if that's your home and you feel like you're, you're cohabitating or you, have, you feel like you're having, like, spiritual activity in there, I think it, it would help to communicate it. Talk to them. That's the thing I really appreciate and like about all of your style well the ghost brothers is the whole your investigating style is just how you guys are as people i think is how you treat the ghost too i mean you're very fun and you're very nice to talk to and be around and i think that goes a long way with spirits i like to do investigations more freeform because i think that just doing things in a very analytical way all the time doesn't work. Just like interrogating someone in real life, they're not going to like it or want to do it. And I think if you just talk to them like normal people, that's because that's what they are. You know, they pass on and just treating them like they're someone who committed a crime or something isn't really helping the situation. It's just going to make them want to leave even more or just make them mad. And you're just trying to figure out how you can help them or, what happened to them, or if they even understand what's going on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is um, really the great thing just about your team is just the way you guys handle investigations like that and walk into them. When going into investigations, what is the type of equipment that you like to bring? Do you guys change it up, or is there specific pieces that you kind of like a must-have to have? Uh, I think we like to do a lot of DIY projects. We do something called mm-hmm. visual provoking, visual provoking. 
And uh, that's pretty much us just reenacting in our own Ghost Brothers way uh, a part of the story attached to wherever we're investigating. So say we're at a location where there was a husband who, you know, tried to, you know, save his child from doing X, Y, and Z and something bad happened. We might reenact that whole scene in the place that it happened, hoping to maybe stir up some type of emotion, some type of energy, some type of residual energy. Uh, yeah, to mm-hmm. see if, you know, something that can happen. And that's always fun because, you know, you get to pay homage to the story because not every story is a bad story. Sometimes it's a love story. Yeah. It's just, you know, it ended sad. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. So, yeah, visual provoking. Yeah, yeah. just trying to remind the spirits of the past before what their current state is. Exactly. Right. You get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. When you have ghosts that are intelligent hauntings or residual energy, it's sometimes kind of hard to piece that together. Is it a ghost that just has a routine because it's something they love to do before they passed on? Or is it just an energy imprint left? And I think experiments like that can help you decipher whether or not it is residual or an intelligent haunting. It's just kind of them doing something they did every single day beforehand. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. I know we're coming towards the end of the show, but there are so many locations on Earth that have yet to be investigated and so many that still have been. Where would each of you love to go most in the world and why? Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. People died in Fiji. People passed away in Fiji. Hawaii. Uh, pretty much any place that's yeah. warm with a beach. I feel well, like that's where we need to be. I would have to agree. I would have to concur, my good sir. Just yeah. now that I think about it, it's just I don't like looking for cold spots in cold locations. Like, can't we just go mm. somewhere warm and then identify mm-hmm. the cold spots? Like, you know what I'm saying? I just think that, like, it makes sense. Um, I would love to go international, though. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe the Maldives, Fiji sounds really good. Spain, ooh, um, ooh, Marbella, maybe you know, Ibiza. <laughs> we can go there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would love to take take our investigating uh, international. I would love to see um, East and West Europe. I would love to see South and Central America. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's just so much to explore. I would love to check Asia. It's like Haunted yeah. forest over there. Definitely. Uh, those Hawaiian spirits, though, they seem kind of intense. Hawaii seems like an amazing place to go and investigate, but some of those spirits seem kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you know, listen, man, when you've been uh, dead for that long, man, <laughs> it's like catching a cramp, a spiritual yeah. cramp. You got to stretch your legs sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes they yeah. get a child worse and we catch it and we get, we get in the background. <laughs> I get it. We get the backlash, man. <laughs> I get it. You can go relax on the beach afterwards and think about what happened. Exactly. Exactly. You understand. You you would right. come on an investigation with us if we went to Hawaii. I would. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, it would be fun <laughs> to investigate and just being able to travel to places like that is super cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be fun though. Um, I think that's the whole thing about the paranormal is just getting to investigate with different people in different locations, specifically if it's warm. Easier to tell ghost 
cold spots too. I like to think if you're in a warm location and you feel a cold spot, it's really just the ghost helping you. That's what I like to think. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do know yeah. that it, you guys are very busy. Uh, since we're at the end of the show, are there any websites, upcoming interviews, events, or businesses like Waffle Houses, barbershops, and clothing lines that you would like to mention? Ho, ho, ho. Not a Waffle House. <laughs> what you got for them, bud? What you got for them, <laughs> We got it. We got it. They didn't we know we were coming out with a Waffle House. <laughs> they didn't know we were coming out with the Bros Waffle House. <laughs> no, nah, man, but uh, check out the Bros Gourmet. So T-H-E-B-R-O-S Gourmet. I ain't even going to try to attempt to spell it because <laughs> I don't want to mess it up. But No, I'm just playing. Gourmet. G-O-U-R-N-E-T. Yeah. You got it. The Bros. The bros Gourmet. Right. But no, check out the Bros Gourmet for all your sweet goodness. We have three different flavors of pancake and waffle mix. We have uh, pumpkin spice, buttermilk, and red velvet with a slew of other flavors to come very, very Ooh. soon. Uh, be sure to check out Fright Club, Lights Out, listen to our podcast, Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. Check out Lorenz Brad, get you a suit, get you a haircut at the Moose Lair. And, yeah, man, all of it. Whatever else all we got going, man, support. We love y'all, baby. Yeah, just just follow us on social media because we'll be doing a lot of different events. Um, we got stuff coming up. Uh, we'll be at Michigan Paracon in August. So if you want to – they want to come and hang out, take pictures with us, uh, we just love to have conversations with uh, other paranormal fans. Um, but also, yeah, we got an event coming up in Savannah, Georgia. It'll be Halloween weekend. <laughs> We're going to be investigating Moon River Brewery mm-hmm. and also the Davenport House. So those will be open for you to buy tickets and do public investigations with us. And that's going to be Halloween weekend. You can go to straightghosting.com. And these are just all to hold you over until they make a Fijian Paracon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is next year. I heard, I, heard, I heard that's next year. Yeah, I, I definitely, I think I've heard someone planning that. Um, well, I want to thank you both so much for coming on today, and it was great talking to you. As always, congratulations on Season 2 of The Fright Club, and I can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thank you so much. This is amazing. We appreciate thank you. Thank you, guys. Congratulations. Thanks for having us. Wow, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, thanks. Bye, guys. Well, fantastic show today, Sophia. Galen and Juan were such great guests. Unfortunately, Marcus couldn't make it, but I want to thank everyone for listening today. The show definitely would not be possible without all of you. Thank you to Travel Channel and Discovery Plus for helping book the Ghost Brothers on air today, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Yeah, and Strategic Public Relations, thank you guys so much for uh, coordinating efforts on uh, today's show, too, as well. And I, I, I hear uh, probably Michelin star restaurants are pretty haunted, too, as well, so they got to check those out, and, and Marcus. And I uh, hope you have a Safe flight and everything to everyone on Instagram and Twitter at Dalen Spratt, at the Marcus Harvey, at Joan Moss, at Jack Osborne, at Travel Channel, at Discovery Plus, hashtag Fright Club, and hashtag Ghost Brothers. And two, uh, for Dalen Marcus and Juwan's 100% natural pancake and waffle mix, thebrothersgourmet.com. That's thebrothersgourmet.com. Dalen Juwan fashion label, laurenspratt.com. That's L-O-R-E-N, so laurenspratt.com. Marcus Harvey's Grooming and Personal Care in Atlanta, themoosalair.com. That's themoosalair.com. And on Instagram, at themoosalair and hashtag thebarberstar. Upcoming, we have intuitive medium and pet grieving author Rob Gutro. 
He'll be on the 23rd returning to the program. Also, Weird New Jersey magazine writer Jim Paris will be on the program on August 13th. Middle-aged and creeped-out podcast hosts Todd, Sean, and Nate will be on the program on the 20th of August. Televised psychic housewife of New Jersey, Intuitive April, is seen on uh, the Halzer Files. She'll be on the 10th of September. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page just to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. And we'll see you next weekend with Rob. Hi, this is Debbie and Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun.